And now you look, they have 12 takeaways in the last three weeks. That's the most since Adam Schefter was covering this football team in the late 90s. And he joins us courtesy of Twin Peaks, eats, drinks, scenic views. Adam, I heard you all fired up last week in a way that I couldn't really remember. Um, you getting genuinely excited about the Denver Broncos last week yeah. with, with, with uh, Mike and Mark in the morning. And then now here we are coming back in, reacting to another win uh that, that's now four in a row first four game winning streak since september 2016 adam yeah which corresponds with the last time that this team has been really fun exciting interesting and i'm happy for the city because obviously i know how much that team means to the city and how much they care about the broncos and and it's tough when you go through the periods that the organization and the city have gone through where it just hasn't been fun you know there hasn't been a lot of memorable moments and, and now um, this team, which honestly started so poorly, is making it interesting. It's making it exciting. It's making it fun, which is all you could ask for at this point mm-hmm. in time, I think. Adam, I know that you've seen the hit just like I did with Kareem Jackson. I kind of closed my eyes and winced. Um, no flag. Okay, uh, obviously he might see a, a fine, but could there be a possibility that he could get suspended again for a hit like that? Yeah, I think all options are on the table. Uh, wow. You know, let me text the NFL literally as we're on the phone here, and let's see if we get anything back by the end of the uh, interview. Mm. But I'll reach out to them. I, I, I think anything's possible there with him and his history. I don't know what they'll rule. We'll see. Uh, but let's see if anything comes to fear sh- shortly. Yeah, and, and just just a note, because Phil mentioned, hey, there was no flag on the play. Kareem Jackson has been right. uh, he, he has been fined four times already this year. The largest fine? was a play where there was no flag. So just let's just keep that in mind, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's – I think that, you know, when you have the history you've had this season and the league has been looking out for you, uh, you are more susceptible to kind of, I guess, being on blast and being on notice. How about that? I like it. Uh, Adam Schefter joining us on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. Uh, It now looks like, well, I'm not going to speak it into existence, but it feels like uh, AFC West rival Brandon Staley and the Chargers may be coming near the end of their road. I know you saw the exchange last night in the postgame. What do you make of uh, what is going on in in Charger land? Well, yeah, a couple of schools of thought here. First of all, uh, the Chargers are in last place in the division where one team already has fired its head coach. We also have a situation where we wouldn't be talking about him today the way we were if Keenan Allen and Quentin Johnson held on to passes, right? So I just think that it's been sport, so to speak, to go after Brandon Staley. People have done it regularly. They did it last year when the Chargers were 6-6 six and six and they reeled off four straight wins to finish the season. So, uh, you know, let's let's let the season play out. Obviously, uh, they have not achieved what they thought they would so far. So far, they've been a disappointment. But there's still what seven games to go this season, mm-hmm. or six games, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, games. seven, I think. Yeah. So he's got time to fight back, so to speak, like he did last year. Adam, Vance Joseph, the story is is amazing at this point. They got slaughtered in Miami, and everybody was talking about fire Vance. All of a sudden, Vance has one of the top defenses in the NFL. Could this possibly be one of these things now that Vance gets a head coaching opportunity after this year? (laughs) Well, 
again, I'd like to refer that question to the last question of Brandon Staley, which is exactly why I, I think it's a mistake to rush to judgment on a lot of these things until yeah. more of the season plays out. And and I think everybody just assumed that when the Broncos season started the way that it did, that Vance Joseph would have a tough time keeping his job. I mean, you can't go into Miami and give up 70 points and play the way they did and think that everything's going to be fine. Now, again, to his credit, to the team's credit, to everybody's credit, they've all bounced back. That's what you want. You know, I, I, I just think that, you know, the more they win, the more good things are going to happen, whether that's either keeping his job or interviewing for a head coaching job or whatever it may be. I, I don't know where it's going yet. I want to see where the rest of the season goes yeah. before I'm anointing my head coaching candidate. Uh, because, again, everybody was firing the guy a month ago. Right, yeah. So l- 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 let's just see the full body of work before we're, we're getting him certain status here. So, uh, Adam, uh, this past week we had a Vikings team on a five-game winning streak with their backup quarterback coming into Denver. This week, yeah, but, he, but he's not really a backup. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> well, right, right, right. Well, he's, he's not, he was not playing like it. Uh, but um, you have a team in Cleveland now. That's coming to Denver, and yeah. they've won three in a row, and they've won five of their last six, and they have a really awesome defense like Minnesota uh, with a backup quarterback in Dorian Thompson-Robinson. What do you make of what Cleveland has been able to do here? I think the Browns have the best defense in the game right now, and the defense, um, look, Deshaun wasn't healthy. They put out P.J. Walker. They won with him. They're 7-3. and three. Depending on what happens tonight, uh, there's a chance that you know the Browns could be in line to be a top seed. You know, potentially win the division, win the division with uh, the quarterback situation the way it is right now. As we look at the conference as we speak, um, the Ravens are one win ahead of the Browns. They're eight and three. The Browns are seven and three. And so, you know, we'll see how that plays out here going forward. But Cleveland's been impressive so far, and uh, it's worked out very, very well for them. And they win because of the defense. Defense is, is dominant. I think Jim Schwartz, the addition of Jim Schwartz, has made a huge difference as a defensive coordinator. He's elevated that defense to a spot where you know, a lot of people you know, weren't sure they were going to be, but so far they've been outstanding, and uh, it's been impressive to watch the whole thing. Adam, I know you're a busy man, and it's Monday Night Football, and you will be covering it like you always do. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Can you kind of – what's your feeling about this game? I have a few things. I mean, first of all, um, it, it's not often that we get uh, two teams this late in the year meeting on Monday Night Football, each with the best respective record in their conference. Mm. And going into this game tonight, you've got a huge situation. Eagles are eight and one, best record in the NFC. Chiefs are seven and two, best record in the AFC. Um, the fifteen and three record is the best combined record of two teams meeting at this point late in the season, uh, Monday Night Football. So you get that. You got Detroit, San Francisco, Dallas, all anxious to see what Philadelphia is going to do in the NFC. Get the Ravens, Jaguars, Dolphins, Browns, all not to mention the Broncos, all anxious to see what uh, the Chiefs are going to do. So uh, it's got a lot of 
implications on the top seed in each conference. It's a rematch of the Super Bowl. It's a great game. Honestly, like, I, I think this is the one game that ESPN wanted more than any other. Mm. And so it got what it wanted. The game's tonight. Thanksgiving week. You know, you just think about all the football that's going to be played. We got some great games yesterday. There's going to be this game tonight. Thursday, there's three more games. There's a game Friday, Dolphins and Jets. Saturday's Michigan, Ohio State. Mm. Sunday's more football. Monday night is Monday night. But, like, it's just, this is a week of football. And it's a good time uh, to sit back, hang out with your family, eat a lot of food, and watch a lot of football. I absolutely love it. Can't wait. Hey, here's one more nugget before we let you go on tonight's matchup. First time in 23 years where two teams are playing each other in week 11, where each team has been favored in the previous 10 weeks. That's what type mm-hmm. of matchup it is uh, tonight, Adam. We love... So, 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 in other words, neither team has been an underdog at all this season. Correct. Right? Correct. Yep. First time I since... That for, I may steal that during the pregame show tonight. I hope you do. Give Crazy. me no credit. Just happy to be involved <laughs> in a small way, shape, or form, Adam. Have a great, uh, gr- great broadcast tonight. Thanks, guys. I appreciate having me. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your families and to everybody out in Colorado. You too. Awesome. You too, sir. All right, that was ESPN's NFL insider Adam Schefter. Thanks to Twin uh, Peaks, Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views.